Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, here with Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Before we get started, please do all the things that podcasters ask you to do. Go like, go subscribe, go follow us on whatever platform you're listening on, leave us a review, connect with us on social media at Cinephile Attack. Uh, We would love to hear from you. Solid Dead Eyes reference. I know. Okay, I, I got that Dead too. Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it from Dead Eyes, but I don't care. And if you don't know what Dead Eyes is, it is a great podcast. Go look it up. Hey, friends. How are hey. we today? Hey. Grud. Grud? What's wrong? Grud. Great and good. Oh, great oh. and good. I thought it was good and crud. Oh. Mm-hmm. What about gruel? Great and cool? The mean <laughs> girls, right? Yep. Check out our Mean Girls episode. <laughs> Just plugging. <laughs> Has anyone watched anything new in the last week? Fuck yeah, I have. Yeah, Josh, what is it? The Northman. Sorry, I hit my desk. The Northman. Your dick hit your desk? Yes, because it's fucking <laughs> rock hard. We all saw it, right? We all I, saw the In Northman. different parts, kind yeah. Of. We didn't see it together this time. Kind well, of. three of us saw it. Another one apparently slept through it. Four of us attended. Three of us watched it. I don't. Lacey and I saw it with Sam. I genuinely don't know how you slept through it, Mel. Even if you were out in the sun all day, like this, like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) That movie is catnip to my pussy. Fucking love it. I don't want to talk too much about it because you're gonna hear about it again in December. Lacey, you liked it? It's number two in my rankings as far as his movies go. Uh, The Witch, The Northman, and then The Lighthouse. Oh, of Edgar's movies, you mean? Yeah. But I thought it was great. I thought it was really well paced. I thought visually, I mean, even if you're not enjoying the story or the performances, like, it's just really gorgeous to look at. But overall, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That final set piece was... Rashawn, where do you put it in your Eggersography since you are the the biggest fan of his work here? Yeah, I mean, they're all fantastic, but this is pretty comfortably number three for me. Under Lighthouse? Under Lighthouse, yeah. I, I just think the Lighthouse, I can't really wrap my head around it, but I don't think anyone else could make that movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is probably his most like accessible, straightforward movie. For sure. You know, it's a $90 million Robert Eggers movie. So that's awesome. But yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't, I wasn't ravaged by it. There is one scene where my queen does the damn thing. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, if anyone ever doubts her, oh, those fucking 15 minutes are so good. So good. It's and crazy. you know how I feel about her? I, I do. Nicole Kidman, it. by the way. I don't dislike her, but she fucking killed it. 
I just want to say <laughs> I didn't fall asleep because it was boring or I didn't like it. It was a wrap from the credits. What is no Rashawn's making a face for the <laughs> listeners. I fell asleep as soon as it opened. I don't think he knew that. I think he thought I fell asleep later. But as soon as I got into that seat, reclined, I was like, oh. Y'all hit that AMC Dolby? We didn't. Unfortunately, yeah, we didn't. We couldn't, yeah. But um, had a beer in me. Because Carmelo wanted to go to fucking Chili's. And we had to go to the AMC (laughs) closer to the fucking Chili's. Dude, I was craving Chili. That's because somebody wanted there. I still need my rock and sushi night. <laughs> Dude, a girl is craving chilies. I don't. She said, I don't know. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> Didn't even get ribs, dude. Got like a shitload of apps. Dude, table was full. There, it was a setup. There's no way she's gonna last. There was no way. Was you no were, way. you spent all day in the sun. Yeah. Went and had a three course meal at Chili's. Absolutely. And then went and sat in a dark room in a Cold recliner as shit with the hoodie. Mm-mm. It was nap time. Slept good. Too. That's not even a nap. That it is sleep. T- it's bedtime. <laughs> yeah. So don't come for me, listeners. It, it wasn't about the movie. This time. you did was... turn to me and say, "This is just not for me." And no, I said this was this was a mistake. Is okay. what I said <laughs> because it it already isn't a film that I would naturally go watch. Like I was already like, eh, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to see it. But I think if I was full like at capacity i would have been like okay cool but i was not so it was it was no so much so that oh my god what we recapped (laughs) on the way home and i said tell me what the movie is about (laughs) right off the bat she said so i feel like little true blood (laughs) and his mom nicole kidman and his dad willem dafoe (laughs) <laughs> I said, who? <laughs> if you see the movie, that's doubly hilarious. I like completely forgot about Ethan Hawke. Like, was not in my mind whatsoever. The beautiful thing about the movie, then we can move on. The beautiful thing about that movie is it feels like it being a Viking epic will make people that have never or did never desired to see a Robert Eggers movie, go see a Robert Eggers movie. But also, it being a Robert Eggers movie may get people to go see a $90 million action epic that they might never see. And so, the combination of genre and filmmaker... Yeah. See, I was writing on that last bit, but the chilies got me. All right. So, we can stop talking about the North End. <laughs> I watched Sing 2 last weekend. Have you seen it, Rashad? No, I oh. just remarked that I was so sad that I haven't seen it. <laughs> when did you watch Sing 2? I watched it with uh, the kids that I nanny. Mm. Uh, we had a movie night on Friday, and they have been just gushing about it and have been like, Lazy, you have to watch it. So their mom let us have some screen time, and we watched it. And I loved Sing 2. It has a lot more heart to it. Just watch it. It's great. It's really great. And the voice acting is superb. I mean, and the singing is so fun. It just, it's its a good time. Rashawn, you should go watch it after yes, this. I, I also just like, that made me really want to go see The Bad Guys. That's like next on my list that I really want to go to the theaters for. Is that it? 
We here. We've made it to the worst part of this podcast. Is this is this your least favorite part of asking this question? <laughs> it's just like it's the anticipation. You yeah. know? It's the I have to talk a lot by myself. And I hate I the have... synopsis, you know, like everyone gets it. If you clicked on the episode, you get it. Yeah, but like it's a good little refresher. I don't guess. diss the synopsis. You're the only one who doesn't like the synopsis. I don't. Okay, what are we fighting about today? <laughs> Let's see. I don't like it when you're the one who's <laughs> I know, that's why I never do it. <laughs> oh, uh, we on. took a we took a trip back to uh Old Faithful and we watched uh, a classic My Girl. That was nice and now I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more scared was, than I was. It was vague, is what it was. Dad, I'm bombing my high school teacher. Don't sing. That's my best friend, Veda Saltenfuss. Veda and Thomas. Most of the girls don't appreciate her. I always surround myself with people who I find intellectually stimulating. A lot of the guys are a little afraid of her. Okay, lean forward. <laughs> but she's more fun to be around than anyone I know. This summer, though, things are changing for everyone. Have you ever kissed anyone? No. Her father just found someone. My girl is a 1991 coming-of-age story about Veda Sultanfuss, an 11-year-old girl growing up in a funeral home. She lives in a funeral home with her father, who is a mortician and a widower, and she becomes friends with an unlikely little boy named Thomas J, and it is their summer of adventures and growing up together. Uh, the movie is written by Larice Elwini, directed by Howard Zeef, uh, it stars Anna Chlumsky, Macaulay Culkin, Dan Aykroyd, and I believe all of our queens, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I don't even know where to start with my girl. I grew up with this movie, and I wanted to be Veda Sultanfuss. I just idolized her. She was a tomboy, but she was cute, and she was spunky, and flirtatious and exciting she's such a great role model for young girls I think and I mean she grows up in a funeral home it's creepy and weird <laughs> and there's dead bodies and you know a makeup artist putting makeup on dead bodies and it takes the macabre and makes it very uh mundane and relatable while also dealing with the pressures of growing up and adult themes that as a child you're seeing happen around you which I feel like happens with Veda a lot she's seen these things happen in her her life her family's life her friends lives but she's still not able to fully grasp the full weight of what's happening until it happens to her and I feel like we really experience that with her in the film yeah so I love this movie I don't think I've watched it in like 10 years because it makes me cry like an a newborn baby out the womb like I ugly cry so it's hard to watch but it's so powerful um and it stood up it, it stood the test of time for me 
I have no idea where to start. I'm scared of all of you right now. Um, but I did get a snap from Mella after she was done watching it. Uh, so I am a little hopeful <laughs> to talk to you. So I'm going to start with you today. Hey, Lysen. Hey. Yeah, I think my snap was a picture of Veda. And I was like, la little Lacey. That's what I said. <laughs> I feel like even if I had only met you once... I would be like, oh, Lacey loves this movie. Mm-hmm. But I like this movie. Oh, I think this movie is is cute. I think this movie is in a four pack with now and then maybe like the little rascals. It takes two and like Matilda. Like it's like a yeah. four pack. Like it's all the same vibe. All of those being said is like there's somewhat of a comfort watch. So... I watched this a couple days ago and I've had time to like mull it over as now a cinephile because I've seen this movie so much it's hard to kind of pick apart um and I still don't know if I can yet I still think it's just kind of like yeah I mean it's my girl it's sweet it's a coming of age story it's fucking sad at the end I think all of the performances are good I kind of have a hot take about one performance that I'll get into. But I'm going to say first take, thumbs up. Whew, I will take that. This That's a rare occasion for you and me, and I it will is. take it. It is. <laughs> Josh, this is a first full watch for you, right? Yeah, a couple things. Mella, you listed five movies in your four-pack for one. I knew he was going to say it. I God damn it. God damn it. It comes with a bonus. <laughs> Advertise like it's a special thing, but they all come with it. So it's like. Yeah. It's yeah that's really why you're paying a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I had never seen this pretty much ever. Actually, there's not really much of it. I think I've ever seen. Hmm. I know the lines from it. Yeah. Obviously, the big scene I've heard a yeah. hundred times. Um, from me alone. From pretty much you alone. And I've never seen pretty much any of it before. And I, I get it. I like it. It's a really, it's a good movie. It's I'm kind of in Mella's camp where it's like, yeah, I like it. I can see why it's beloved. I can see why people consider it a classic. It's not, I'm never going to put it on again out of my own free will. But it's it's very sound. Like there's not a lot of holes you can poke, at least on a first watch i could you know on a rewatch maybe or now i could be convinced otherwise but on a first watch when i was just taking it in as a movie there's not really anything that kind of gave me too much there's a couple there's a couple things that gave me pause but nothing so much that it ruined the experience so ultimately yeah and jamie lee curtis could get it yesterday she could get it today and she can get it tomorrow oh, do you understand she's a babe she was a babe she will always be a babe she's so beautiful in this yeah she's she really so is. beautiful she's in beautiful this. in this she is what's the one where she's in her underwear and pretending to she's smoking hot in that she still looks good in, in uh, Halloween. I don't care. She can get it. You heard it here first, Jamie. <laughs> you are my husband's hall pass. Fuck well, yeah. <laughs> Rashawn, you are the person I am most afraid to, to go to. So I know. just fucking do it. Yeah, I usually drag these things out. I'm not going to do that. It's sweet, cute, but it was very boring for me. 
Oh my god. Damn. <laughs> I I've seen this movie a lot and um I was dreading rewatching it because I just continually break Lacey's heart on this podcast. Was, time after bored. time. I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> um that's yeah, I'll expound. Boring though. I mean, but it, like it's it's a slice of life. You are such an anomaly to me, Rashawn. I just I know. He is. So I have a confession. Mm-hmm. So we had to rearrange our recording schedule for this because Lace and I were gonna watch it, then something came up. We couldn't watch it, that means we couldn't record that day. So Lace and I had to watch it separately. And so I, I watched my girl in in twenty minute increments on my phone in between sets shows at work. And I think that helped a lot. <laughs> I watched her twenty minutes. You said you liked it. Stop talking. <laughs> I'm just, this is an interesting point to raise, or Sean is raising, about its excitement level. Don't drag, that, don't drag me down. I'm already mm, on the bottom. Well, <laughs> I'm going to push the basement a little bit more, so by comparison, I don't look too low. Or well, my but, hand's on your ankle. Josh, <laughs> he, if he had to watch the whole thing, he would not get through it. He would but, get through it. I think I would, but it's I an mean, interesting point to raise. I, I, I don't know if it's because I've, because I've seen it a lot. Right. And it was also or if it just, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I think, I don't know. That's all I got right now. Yeah, it was Sorry. also my first video, I so. I searched. I tr- I was like, please, God, I don't I don't want to get on this mic again. We're about to hit 100 episodes. I can't do this to Liz anymore. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> but it's I'm the so whole fucking point. Bored. It's the whole point. It's okay. I just, I'm... I'm frustrated because I understand where you're coming from with it being boring, but like also it's a little girl coming of age story. Like, of course it's a little boring. She's 11. Shut the fuck up. I'm 11. I'm 11. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) Play the audio clip. (laughs) But, but being a young girl coming of age, being a coming of age story for a young girl is not why it's boring. Yeah, Matilda is heat. That's not that boring. Matilda's great. You don't need magic, though, for it to be a compelling good story. <laughs> Thomas J could no, use magic. Don't. Shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> or an epithet. He's saying all this while I'm talking, so I'm getting the heat. <laughs> <laughs> you see how I do that? It's a fucking skill, bro. <laughs> it is masterful, honestly. <laughs> Tip of the hat. I wasn't um, bored. I was fine with it. There you go. See how she comes in with a counterpoint at the end of all the negativity to like, but it's yeah. like this I is mean, how I lose every. I also was a little girl that like when I watched it, so I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can relate to some of these things. You know, the whole like riding bikes and then being like, oh fuck this, I'm gonna go write in my journal. I just saw a hot teacher, like right? that whole thing. Yeah, like, it is a slice of life. Like, maybe these things don't need to be in a movie because it's a movie. But to the people watching it, like, me and Lacey were like, yeah, I mean, I used to do that. So it's kind of, it's kind of nice. It's just like a throwback. But I guess on the other side of the spectrum, it could be boring. I don't know. I I just don't think it is. I think it's, I think it's that, Mel. I think it's like, we latch on to those things because we also experience them but it's still heightened in the movie like 
the fact that she lives in a funeral home mm-hmm. and there's this lore around her from the other kids of being like weird and creepy like it personifies what all little girls already feel but it like gives it a, a, a thing it, it's this is why she's weird and boring and she's obsessed with death and you know i don't yeah so i have a question what now you're scaring me is this is, this is more of an opinion is the thomas j death foreshadowing too on the nose too heavy-handed i don't know it's i feel like it kind of gets a pass because there's death everywhere so like it's just part of it but every time every time like it started like at the fishing scene blood brothers thomas j cuts to like a too long shot on a dead fish with something to do with death every time thomas j is on the screen for me personally i don't think so because i think that's just something that is around her completely in everything she does in her life. It's her life started with death, with the death of her mother. That's true. So I think it's less about foreshadowing what happens with Thomas J and more about death being the overhanging thing that Veda is obsessed with. Yeah, that makes sense. That's why it's like, and it's maybe because that's the only thing I knew about this movie. Like I didn't know anything else. I don't know if anyone else was going to die. So I was, I was acutely aware that whenever death was mentioned around Thomas J, that that meant something. But there was also death everywhere. So, Mel, I want your hot take. I think this is Jamie Lee Curtis's best performance. Oh my god! Was that the direction uh, I expected Carmella. it to? <laughs> Rashawn, chill. No. I say it's a hot take because to Rashawn and to Josh, who just wants. Just declared her love, or just declared his love. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" But and and I say this not being not having seen a lot of her filmography, but I've seen enough that when I watched this again, I was like, "God damn, she's good!" Like, yeah, she Freaky Friday. I've seen Freaky Friday a lot. She's <laughs> good, but this is better. No, I think it's just so. <laughs> And it, like maybe it's the character, maybe it's the writing, but it has it has to be a lot of her, where she just seamless, seamlessly enters this family's life. There's like never really like an awkward moment. It's just honestly Veda just being like, "Ugh, I'm there's another woman in this world. There's you know I'm not daddy's little girl anymore," type of thing. But there's never uh, what's her name in the movie? I can't. Remember. Shelley. Yeah, Shelley never gives her a reason to feel this way it's just her being 11 and being like "Ugh, get away uh i got you Rashawn. i don't know if this is her best performance i will give you it's her most charming she is attractive in every sense of the word here and i mean that physically and like emotionally and personality wise she the charm is at 11 from her in this movie and i don't i don't know that can't that's that that is part performance but that's also just Jamie Lee Curtis. If you've seen her in any interview ever, you know, she's the most charming person in the world. So, like, it's part performance and part, I think, just her natural charm being allowed to seep through. Okay, Rashawn, go. But I feel like, <laughs> I think that's a part of it, though. I think that's a part of it being a good performance is that she nails this character because her charm is pulling through, but in other 
movies, Knives Out, Freaky Friday, Halloween. It's like, I mean, I don't think she's good in Halloween. I'll say that now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but Why am I catching strays? <laughs> it's not for you. I'm just saying that bec- because I've seen her, I think like, imagine I had never seen anything else and I just saw Halloween and then I came to this. I would be like, oh, she's like actually really good. Like, that's how I would feel. She can fucking get it knives out too, dude. Okay. <laughs> Dial it back, like, a little, please. (laughs) Oh, stuff it back in, brother. (laughs) I'd say she's better knives out than she is in this. Come on. I mean, she's... A fish called Wanda, trading places. I don't know. Anyways, I think my thing with this movie, with Jamie Lee Curtis... I'm not even saying Halloween is her best performance, whatever. So I don't know why... The fucking <laughs> I just said she wasn't out. good in it. That's all I'm didn't saying. need to. Well, done. I think <laughs> Jamie and Dan are so luminescent and so charismatic and so full of life in movies outside of this. I felt like they were kind of like dimmed a little bit, but not not giving bad performances, but I just feel like they were kind of Miss Cast? I don't I don't know. It, it just like Miss Cast. I mean Dan was not the first choice for Who was? Harry. Um Steve Martin and Bill Murray were both in consideration, but Steve was working on Father of the Bride and Bill was working on uh What About, what Bob? about Bob? So they couldn't commit. Ninety one Bill Murray would have been interesting. So here's the thing. This this complaint about Harry, Sultan Fuss, what the hell is that? <laughs> this complaint about Harry, Dan Aykroyd's character, could also be applied if Steve Martin or Bill Murray played him. It would almost be doubly applied if either of those two play him. So, at first, I agree with you, Rashawn, that it just felt muted. Like, it's fucking Dan Aykroyd. Come on, it's Dan Aykroyd. But then, of course, you you get all this exposition about how his how his wife died and he you know he's been so dark and gloomy ever since da, da, da. and then his brother who comes out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> like completely <laughs> like that th- like i i rewound a little when he showed up, up. Did, I, up. did i fucking Uncle miss Phil. something <laughs> but when, <laughs> when his brother talks about well, before your before your mom died, your dad used to be funny. He used to be really funny, and when he said that, fuck yeah, it's Dan Aykroyd, or you know Steve Martin or Bill Murray. We're gonna we're gonna now that Shelley is starting to sort of crack that shell, we're gonna get we're gonna get funny Dan Aykroyd, and we never do, and we wouldn't have got funny Steve Martin or funny Bill Murray. Like we don't we don't see what we're told Harry used to be like. Yes. But my argument for both of you is that the story isn't about them. They're they're a part of Veda's story. Um, the the movie does not know that. How? Yes, it does. I, I think there's so much time dedicated to Shelley and, and Harry, like almost maybe too much time. Well, I think there has to be time because it that's like a huge plot point. Like it has to happen. It's the, the beeline. It, yeah, and I feel like it's almost it's not that it's not enough time but i 
remember thinking this even before this last watch is like damn they get engaged so quick it's like three days it's like in three and i almost was like wait was it a passing of time that we forgot about or like they didn't show well but it's not it's like still summer it's still the carnival so they get engaged so quickly that i feel like it is part of veda's story where it's like that's how she's all seeing this like it's quick but it's also through her eyes yeah, at most maybe a, a month passes at most cuz you got to think she's still in writing class. She's still it's still the mm-hmm. summer, so at most a month. So they be moving. That's what old heads do though. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I mean, a widower and a divorcee, they're I mean, not even that old. I looked it up. They're like literally 32. Yeah. I mean, people looked young. older. Yeah, people looked older back then. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to say this. Oh God! What? This is not. You a... said you liked it. I did. I did. I liked this movie with hella critiques, but he <sighs> liked it. Also, that's it's kind of that. It's like okay, that was nice. And this is not a my girl specific thing. I get it from a an image per- perspective. Ella, do you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> Maybe. Go ahead. I guess growing up as as an adult man watching these movies. I've understood, but also not understood, the appeal of young Macaulay Culkin. How did he have such a vice grip on Hollywood? Like, he's cute and good. Oh, time out then. No, we are not on the same page. Damn. Do you know what I mean? I think he's fucking phenomenal. In this? Yeah. Yeah. There is just this one little scene, and it's so cute. Like, I totally get why he ran the fuck out of hollywood what scene it is not even a big scene but she says fuck i don't remember the line they're sitting on the front porch shelly like alludes to something like oh yeah you just need like a friend like she has some line about she's talking about something else but macaulay culkin looks up and he just smiles like yeah that's me and i'm like you're fucking seven or something like how are you this fucking good and charming and funny and all of it like i get why macaulay culkin is macaulay culkin i mean the scene for me it period is when they're on their bikes before he goes back to find her ring and he says veda would you think of me if Mm -hmm. you don't get to marry mr bixler so you think that's dialogue and framing though too like i think a lot of kids it's his smile and his like he just blows i think he is perfection in home alone I want that to be clear. I think that's his wheelhouse. Young Macaulay. He didn't do it for me in this. You're heartless. Completely. I think he was adorable. I think what it was is, here's what it was. I've seen him in Home Alone and he can be like, he can do whip smart dialogue and he can, and he can sort of talk with the best of them. And he was so self-contained and like Thomas J is such an inward character that. Inward. Oh,
Thomas J is such an inward I N W A R D character. <laughs> that, that at least on a on a first wash through, Anna Chlumsky's like, like, just like a, a sparkler in human form, Veda pulls so much attention that like, I guess maybe it's worth a rewatch and you need to pay. Like you said, Mel, I didn't catch those subtle moments because of, like it's hard to look away from Veda at least on the first watch. I mean that's that's fair. I think I'm, I don't I don't want to say I ever thought Young Macaulay was bad. I just his monopoly on those kind of roles has always been interesting to me because I feel like there's a lot of other, there were and are a lot of other young actors that could have done the things he did just as well or the roles he did just as well. Well, Elijah Wood was also considered for the role of Thomas J. But because Macaulay was writing off of the success of Home Alone, producers wanted to go with him for the guaranteed box office. And I can see Elijah. Totally, yeah. They both. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's just indescribable. Um, yeah, I, I feel like he was made in a lab. Mm-hmm. It's just like what? Yeah. But can we talk about the death? Yeah. Yeah. Because Oh goodness. <laughs> this is the moment when I get canceled off the entire podcast. Yikes. Because I laughed a little bit. You laughed a little bit. <laughs> not not when it first happened. But Sean. <laughs> but Dan oh Ac- Dan Ackward's lines telling her Dude, it's trash. Be- it's seemed bad. like an SNL skit. It's really or like bad. a scary movie scene. Mm-hmm. It took me out of it. No, are you kidding me, you guys? I'm sorry. Her, okay, I'm, I'm, so, so, I'm, so glad I'm not alone. Anna Chlumsky's part, for especially for a young girl, her reaction, perfection. amazing. Okay, but you guys have to give Harry that same that that character that same kind of credit. He is not. He does not have a close relationship with his daughter he does not know how to talk to her he doesn't know how to talk to people in general he's around dead people all day long he is literally fumbling through having to tell his daughter the worst possible thing that he could possibly tell her get all that it's the lines it's yeah it's the writing are you talking are you talking about in the bedroom or when he grabs her at the funeral in the bedroom oh i was talking about the funeral he was allergic to bees. There was a lot of them. No, there was just too many. Was the line? There was too many of them. What? It. If there were. That had, it's, there were too many. I bees. know, but it's. It's I can't here's the describe thing. it, but it it's, is like. I'll, I'll tag me in. Go. Uh, no one could have saved that. I don't think Bill Murray could no. have said that, and I would. It's not Dan Aykroyd's fault. It's. There were too many of them. If if he is so deathly allergic to bees. It doesn't matter how many there are, for one. One could have killed him, especially if he was out in the woods and couldn't get to an EpiPen or any sort of... I don't even know if they had him in the 70s. I don't think they did. Um, but it's... There were too many of them. 
makes it sound like they fucking jumped him in an alley. <laughs> they kind of did, though. There, there he is. Get... <laughs> you are not going to make me laugh about Thomas J. dying. Dude, there's a scene in Scary Movie 3 when Charlie she, when Denise Richards get, gets cut in half. It's a parody of Signs. And yes. Cameron Monaghan? It's trying to explain to Charlie Sheen how she died. They cut her in half. Long ways. <laughs> <laughs> and she like pulls out a hot dog and she rips it in half. She's like, the car cut her in half. And it's the way that she's delivering it. And pulls out a sub and he like divides the sub in half. I was waiting for something like that to peek into frame when he's like, there were a lot of them. Like it's so just like take that part out just take that and cut to her reaction which is like oscar worthy that line just like no i think even if he it didn't even have to be like so many words like i totally agree with him being like i can't talk to my daughter we don't have a great relationship and i think even had they taken out that part of the script and he would have just had tears in his eyes like thomas Thomas J didn't make it. Like that's all we would have needed. And she, as a little girl watching your parent cry, she, we would have gotten it as the audience. She would have gotten it as her, as his daughter. Like, what do you mean? And it would have been the same performance for both of them. But the lines are horrible. They did not bother me at <laughs> all. Not at all. You were probably already crying, and you didn't hear them. I would. I was sobbing, but I heard them. <laughs> I know that scene. I know. You probably know about her. But I'm, I'm not even going to go plural. I have I had no problem with it up until he's allergic. Because that's touched. That's that's foreshadowed earlier on. But it's there too many of them. They had knives and pipes and chains. Joshua, and... I think, <laughs> shut up. I think the other thing is it, it's. A, a child not realizing the gravity of a situation and that he has to keep explaining because yeah he's allergic to everything like yeah. of course he is of course he got stung idiot he has to keep pushing it like he's trying as an adult you know what he's trying to say but she doesn't get it yeah one of my friends growing up was super allergic to bees and we ran into one at recess once, and we'd all run away. It was scary. He's dead now. No. Oh, Mella, she's still alive. <laughs> Mella, I have a question for you. Yep. Uh, how is Shelly's artistry? Bro, bro, let's <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> I mean, that's like a part of the joke, right? It's got to be, right? It yeah. has to be, but it's okay. <laughs> she plays it so genuine like a heart attack and i think that's like i guess like a part of the charm because we don't really know at first because she comes in and it's the 70s so like that kind of works like we're not getting from her face that she's a bad artist but then when she does mrs i don't know who that woman is i don't remember her name yeah but the first lady that she does and she looks like a hoe she's like you need to pull back because she she's a church lady and she's like well what do you what do you mean? Like, I would just made it, try to make her look better. And it's kind of, like, cute. And then she does Veda's makeup. 
and even Veda's like, oh, think about it again, sister. Like, it, I think it's <laughs> supposed to be bad. I think That's, it is too. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's used as a joke when, yeah, when she's like, maybe wait on Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, do you, what do you think about a girl wearing enough blue eyeshadow? Please don't. <laughs> please don't i also love that scene because veda's like i think lipstick is unnatural and it looks weird and anna chlumsky has like the rosiest lips of yeah. any human i've ever seen it's she puts crazy. lipstick on and you can't even tell you can't even tell can we talk about anna chlumsky in this she like i said like a, a human sparkler just like crackling and just like energy and just so compelling to watch. I guess I, she, I really like idolized her. I thought she was the coolest person. What to happened? Ever exist. Like she was my girl, and then I like nothing until Veep. She was my girl, and then my girl too. Yep, still my girl. <laughs> Maybe she wanted to like be a be, be a, a human. Yeah, yeah, that's what I chalked it up to. I feel is one of the healthiest things an actor can do is if especially as famous as she got from this movie rightfully so right if you're not mentally in a place to handle that Mm -hmm. the best thing you can do is step away and take care of you and because she did she's now back and better than ever she's working her ass off She's fantastic. She's this movie's also funnier than I expected it to be. It is when she's in the writing class and the and the hippie is like, "Feel my aura." It's like I don't think that's allowed. That shit's hilarious. <laughs> There's a lot of just like little cutting one liners that she has that are perfectly underplayed. That like I, they're amazing. I love them. With it being sweet and cute and funny though it makes those weightier moments towards the end that much more powerful and that much more sad um i know mela and i both lost it at the funeral scene while rashawn was yucking it up um (laughs) (laughs) having a laugh i didn't laugh at the funeral i i remember crying when i was younger but I I just kind of like knew it was coming. So, I mean, I, I definitely thought that. I wasn't gonna cry, but yeah, body said no. No, I'm every not, time not. she gets up to the casket, I I lose it. Why is it an open casket? And He's why didn't they cover up the bee stings? He's they try. Boy. I mean, you can see there's makeup over them. You can tell it's like there's like foundation over yeah. them. But yeah, that shit shouldn't have been open. That's horrendous to see. <laughs> Yeah. Traumatizing. Do you think, wait, what if those weren't bee stings? What if they were little bee gun Joshua, wounds? shut up. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to call you out now because you uh-huh. said you got emotional not yeah. at the funeral scene. Yeah, so I was going to bring that up. I want to get see, emotional. I want to see what everyone thinks. You already guessed. You guessed wrong. Yeah, well. There was, again, I already knew it was coming. I knew the line was going to be said. And I got, I got. I got a lump in my throat, but I got fully misty at a different scene in this. Oh, I think I'd like to guess. Yeah, is it when I have another guess? Sorry, she comes back home from "quote unquote" running away, and Dan Aykroyd t- tucks her in or checks on her, 
And she's like, you're not so bad after all, or whatever the line is. And he's like, huh, and walks out. No, that was Lacey's first guess as well. Well, no. I guess that it was Jamie Lee Curtis comforting right. her. Right. Rashawn, do you have a but guess? But now I have another guess. Let me guess again. Rashawn's got a guess first. Is it when, right before the bees, when he finds the ring? No. Lacey? Is it at the very, very end when Harry and Veda run into Thomas J's mom? Yeah, that fucking killed uh, me. And that one got me. That line yeah. killed me last night. Like, yeah. I had recovered, and I had forgotten about it. For those of you listening who are not familiar, she's having a conversation with Thomas J's mom, and Thomas J's mom is says, you know, I hope you'll still come by the house or whatever. And Veda says, uh, Mrs. Sennett, you don't have to worry about Thomas J. My mom will take care of him. What? <laughs> what? What? What got me the most in that scene, actually, it, what started it all, was when Veda runs out and Thomas J's mom goes to what's her name? Mrs. Sennett. Mrs. Sennett goes to hug her, and they hug, and then Mrs. Sennett does like a second harder hug. That that got me. She was hugging Thomas, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, th- I think also the ring being blue. At <laughs> uh, Mella, did you? Because I wanted a mood ring, baby, my entire childhood because of this movie, and none I of them so were many. ever as cool as that one. No, lost so many, had so many. I, they I never so. fucking changed colors. <laughs> Mine always did. Mine always did, but like they were always purple or green. Like they were never yeah. fun. No, it was never like, oh, now today it's red. Like, and I would have that little key with like, red means love. No, that shit Mm -hmm. never changed. So I have one more thing I want to talk about. Okay. So this is a new movie to me, so I'm uncovering a lot of things during this episode. And I understand it was foreshadowed super early in the movie, but can someone explain to me the M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end? Of the final line of Veda rejoicing that Nixon was going to be reelected. What the hell was that? What the hell was that? The reviews on Letterboxd are <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I think she's just a little kid. They have Nixon buttons and I think like a, a sticker like early, early on you can catch. But... That's the last line of the movie. The whole movie. It's, it's so very strange. strange. Yeah. yeah. Even if even if they'd switched it, like if you know, I don't have that same things are looking up. Nixon's getting reelected. It's like what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's just whiplash, dude. <laughs> I knew watching it. I did not remember that was the last line of the movie, but I remember. Well, I watched it last night and i was like josh is gonna have a problem with that yeah i I understand rule of three she says two things i don't even remember what she said beforehand (laughs) yeah because it's so because she said things are looking up Uh, she's with her new friend which is really adorable the one that like Mm -hmm. was worried about her before that was cute (laughs) what the fuck dude (laughs) why i don't know oh my god whatever yeah, I don't know. I, no, I don't know. I don't like that that's the last line of the movie, but what are you going to do? Um, I think the only thing we haven't touched on is Mr. Bixler and Veda's 
relationship slash crush on him. Rashawn, you're shaking your head. What? Didn't care for it. Didn't care for it. I, was, I don't know. I feel like it was handled well. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't like it. That's something that I feel like you could... Can I pivot really quick? Yeah. My favorite scene in the movie, which I think gets a little shorthanded or short shrift, is between Shelly and Veda when she gets her period for the first time. Yes. And I feel like that. And don't come back for five to seven days. So good. (laughs) But then there's this moment where this person that she's trying to get rid of you know, is the only person that understands what she's about to go through. And then we don't get the conversation. And I just feel like take the way that he's not a creepy teacher, but their relationship is just like, I don't know. And if you take that out and maybe like let a few other scenes breathe like that scene and we cut to the end of it, she's like, and that is menstruation. (laughs) You're just like, (laughs) well, wait, I want to just, I wanted to hear it or they're both so good with each other. I just like let that scene live a little bit longer. She doesn't, it's not just menstruation. She also gives her the birds and the bees that scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's how you were here. I'm like, uh, did you check with dad? Because I don't know if you were <laughs> I think if I can get real cerebral with it, I think it's, I, I think it's a daddy issues thing mm-hmm. a little bit and it's a it's a positive male role model that sees her and validates her and gives her the attention that she's not getting at home i mm-hmm. don't think it's you know i like you said rashad i think they handle it really well it's an 11 year old girl's little crush but i really think it is her seeking that that relationship that she's not getting at home i mean the first time she runs away her dad doesn't even realize she's gone yeah yeah well, this has gone much more rails. positively. <laughs> what? I said off the rails. <laughs> I don't think so. I think this is this has gone way better than I expected it to go. So, um, I guess any last comments, any last grievances, anything else you want to put out on the table before we move on? Who wants to play a game? Me. <laughs> We are calling this game Autopsy Report. We have spent the majority of my girl in a funeral home surrounded by death. Veda is a hypochondriac and she uses the very adult very scientific terminology for death and for ailments. So I have gone through our, since we almost have 100 episodes, I have gone through our catalog of episodes and I have pulled out 10 deaths that have occurred in movies we have watched. Yes, oh my gosh. And I will give you the scientific medical Oh, term this is awesome. For that death. In the movie. You will get one point if you can tell me the movie. You'll get two points if you can tell me the character. And you'll get three points if you can tell me the actor who played them. Ooh, Lord. Okay. 
And just to keep it light and frothy, to Joshua's suggestion, in order to buzz in for this episode, you have to call bingo. I want to be clear. My suggestion was that we just play a game of bingo. (laughs) (laughs) That was my suggestion. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Your first patient died from malnutrition and consumption. Bingo. Rashawn. Satine. Mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge. Nicole Kidman. That is correct. Satine died of malnutrition and consumption in Moulin Rouge. She does? Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. forgot that movie. Your second body died from immolation combustion. Bingo. Josh. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's a good one, though. That's a good you one. Know what I, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah. This one's a little tricky. Immolation combustion? I will give you a hint for this one. Okay. It is not an explosion. It is being set on fire. Bingo. Rashawn. Is it Scream? Not scream. Got bingo. <laughs> Rashawn. Is it Michael Myers? It is not Michael Myers. No. He didn't die. Okay. He came back. I'm going to give you the character name. Christian. Christian. Are you ready for the the actor? Yeah. No. Hold on. <laughs> Christian. <gasps> Bingo. Mella. Um, it's fucking... <laughs> He's a bear! <laughs> it's fucking... Midsommar. Yes, girl! Oh. Midsommar. I don't know his name. Uh, anybody want... Uh, I do. Go for it, Rashawn. The actor. Jack Rayner. Yep. This is a dope game. <laughs> I was really excited about it. Thank you. Okay. Your next patient died from hypothermia. Oh, I thought this would be like an easy one. Oops. It's just hard. It's like not so much the death. It's thinking of all the movies we've done uh-huh. <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, bingo. Mella. Jack Dawson. That is correct. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Titanic. Nice. Okay. Hi. Your next patients, there's two, died from sudden arrhythmic death syndrome. Bingo. Bingo. Mella. The Notebook. That is correct. Noah and Allie. That is correct. Oh, Gina Rowland. Yes. And I don't know his name. Sean or Josh, now's your time. Uh, it'll be Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> Senior. <laughs> Senior. Is it, is it James Garner? It is James Garner. Wow. I'm getting washed right now, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Your next patient died from a blast injury in a confined space. Bingo. You're Sean. Is that Oscar Isaac? Nope. I've been so mad. Find space. Bingo. Bingo. 
Bingo. Josh. Saving Private Ryan? Incorrect. Fuck. Rashawn. Is it Robert Neville? It is Dr. Robert Neville. Yeah, Smith, and I am legend. That is correct. Your next patient died from disembowelment and asphyxiation. Oh, uh, bingo. Rashawn. Casey Becker. That is correct. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Drew Barrymore. (laughs) That is correct. Your next patient died from a myocardial infarction. Nice. (laughs) Nice. It's a fart attack. No. Um, Your next patient died from a myocardial infraction. Ray's training should be like... (laughs) Would you like a hint? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll give you this. Do you want the type of movie it is, or do you want the what the actual medical thing is? It's what the, what it means? Yeah. Let's do that. It's a heart attack. That's what I thought. I should have kept it to myself. Would you like the character name? Type of movie? Mm-hmm. Animation. Mm-hmm. Is it? No way. No, a heart attack. Bingo. Rashad. Is it Paranorman? It is Paranorman. Is it his? Oh, oh, fuck. No. No. Or his grandma. No. I don't know the. Oh, it's it's name. It's the girl. No. She does not die of a heart attack. She's murdered. She's, 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 she's <laughs> also murdered. Uh, Stone Cold. Yeah, I'll give saying. you the character name because one of you might get the voice actor. It's Mr. Okay. Pendergast. Mella. Oh. Is it John Goodman? It is John Goodman. She didn't hey. say bingo. bingo. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that not his uncle? Oh, it might be. Sorry. Yeah. That's not oh, the okay. character name. No, it's not the character <laughs> name. <laughs> uh, okay, your next. Patient died from envenoming and ex- my god I can't say it! <laughs> died from envenoming and asphyxiation by a serpentess. Bingo. Josh. That's Anaconda. That is Anaconda. Josh is on the board. But which one? Who um I'm gonna Wait. What's his name? We are ready. <laughs> Owen Wilson. He's incorrect. I would have chosen too. Bingo. Rashawn. Is that Paul Sarone? It is Paul Sarone. Played by John Voight. That is correct. Right, I mean, that was just a shot in the dark, which whoever it was. <laughs> we have two more patients for you all to meet. This patient died from sudden violent impact and dismemberment. Bingo. Mella. Is it death proof? It is death proof. Rose McGowan? That is incorrect. Uh, Bingo. 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 Uh oh. I think Rashawn gets a. I think Rashawn gets a guess. Okay, Rashawn. Is it Sydney Poitier? It is. No. Yes. It is Sydney Poitier. Poitier sorry. <laughs> uh, Jungle oh, Julia. So Jungle Julia. Well done. And your final patient. 
Mel, you can't catch him. I'm sorry, but let's just do it anyway for fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your final patient died from facial and back impalement by a nail gun. <laughs> Bingo. Roshan. Is that John Ritter uh, in Bride of Chucky? Yes. What's his oh, character name? I do not remember. <gasps> you lose just because of that. Because I had to go look up all of this information <laughs> for you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it is Chief Warren Kincaid from Bride of Chucky. Mm. I got white. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, going back through our catalog, it was very hard to find a movie that any of the three of us brought that had a death in it. 90% of movie deaths have come from Rashawn. So, uh, congratulations, Rashawn. Yeah, (laughs) you have won autopsy report. Thanks. Well, wrapping things up. I think we can all agree that My Girl is a classic coming-of-age movie, whether you are enthralled all the way through or it is a comfortable, boring, normal. It is a well-told story with wonderful actors um, who we wish we could have spent some more time with or less time with, depending on the (laughs) storyline. And... um, I think we can all agree that Macaulay Culkin is a a treasure, and we're lucky that he's still around and doing well. I want to be clear. I agree with that. I don't want... That's why I said we all. Thank you. <laughs> I just think maybe some other kids could have got some roles back then. That's all I'm saying. Damn. You should watch Party Monster. Who's I that? haven't seen it. I'm a good son. I love The Good Son. That's a good movie. He's very good at The Good Son. Usually at the end of each episode, we play a quick round of six degrees of separation, uh, connecting an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie. But next week is our hundredth episode, you guys. Woo! <laughs> We've made it to a hundred episodes, which is so exciting. So please make sure you like, subscribe, and follow because next week we have a very special showdown episode for you with some very special guests so stay tuned for that and that is it for this week's episode of when cinephiles attack as always we'd love if you took a moment and liked subscribed and rated us on apple podcasts spotify and good pods you can find this and all of our episodes on spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts follow us on twitter and instagram at cinephile attack and if you have a suggestion for a new episode or if you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. I don't have a funny sign-off, so just uh, <laughs> join us next week. I really tried. I really tried. Keep, that, Go ahead. keep the dead air. Go ahead. Keep all of it. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. No. Let me do it again. Why bother? Because that one's way better. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's going to talk. It's 100 episodes. Yay.